630 Chad Lucky Listener Martin just won a jet away to a Costa Rican paradise this January with Daryl McIntyre. Congratulations, Martin. So kind. Can't wait to meet you, and uh, it's going to be a blast coming up in January when everyone else is freezing their buns off. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks to New West Travel, Sunwing, and Dreams Resort Las Moreas. But the winning doesn't end here. Keep it locked for your chance at even more amazing prizes. The winning continues only on 630 Chad. Edmonton's News, today's talk. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, 6.06 here on This Morning with Stacey and Daryl. Generally, it'd be Morley as well, but he's in Winnipeg. We will check in with Morley coming up a little bit later on this morning. And the fact that he isn't here, I need to do this for him. Hey, everybody, I think you're really going to dig this next conversation. <laughs> nice. Oh, not really. It was horrible. But yeah. <laughs> that's why I blame it on Morley. Putting the puns in. Thank you so much, uh, DMAC. Yeah, because uh, this weekend is International Archaeology Day. Maybe a lot of people didn't have that uh, on their bingo card. <laughs> Northern calendar. Not circled, maybe. No, it wasn't on my radar either, actually, until I saw it in my social media feed this week uh, in a blog uh, from uh, Ember Archaeology, actually, uh, it popped up. And uh, it turns out Saturday, uh, October 21st, is, uh, well, since I think 2011-ish, has been International Archaeology Day. And um, so that prompted me to reach out uh, yesterday to their um, Ember Archaeology senior project archaeologist, uh, Corey Cookson. Every year uh, in October... And it was first started in 2011 by the Archaeological Institute of America. And it was designed to kind of be a day where people can learn about archaeology and learn about what professional archaeologists do. And uh, Chris Gardner is our 630 Chad This Morning producer. And as you had the conversation with him yesterday, it is interesting. I think people, lots of people love archaeology because of, I don't know, uh, history and dinosaurs, dinosaurs and for sure. Dinosaurs, well, and obsessed with them. That's paleontology. That's one of the things that came oh. up in our chat. And uh, yeah. it'll come up in the clips, but I, I can't even spell archaeology. It's in his email handle. And I had to embarrassingly admit that he'd, uh, you know, I had to look it up when I was uh, taking down his handle. But uh, yeah, no. Archaeologists, it's uh, uh, more about um, people. Art of, well, people and the stuff that they used back in the day. All right, you know, as opposed to paleontology, which are the dinosaur bones. But uh, he he did tell me more about the work he does with Ember Archaeology. Uh, he says he's um, uh, Ember is a firm used by industry, and uh, they go in to make sure that uh, well, when industry clears out our forests and mm-hmm. you know develops it, that they don't erase important sites. We go in before they do any development. Uh, we determine if there's archaeological sites present, and then we determine the extent of those sites and uh, see if they can avoid those sites. If they can't avoid them, then we excavate those sites to uh, mitigate any impact to the site. So I guess when we're doing bridges and we're constructing those sort of right. things, in, in case we don't dig up something that, that's important, especially with our First Nations culture, right? Exactly. And some of the numbers in his blog were, were astounding me. Uh, Alberta has surpassed 40,000 recorded archaeological sites, including dozens of known sites in uh, Edmonton's own River Valley. And uh, they've recorded history in Alberta going back 13,000 mm. years. That, uh, you know, is just... 
mind-boggling numbers uh, when they're able to date stuff going back that far. And uh, in Alberta, though, uh, the, the mainly they'll find stone tools, he says. Like very old arrowheads and spear points, some that date up to over 10,000 years old. Those are very important sites because those kind of sites can rewrite the history, right, of Alberta, anything super old. And if you can find anything in contact with it, that's super important for determining, like, the way of life back then, right? Unfortunately, the most, most of the stuff that we find are just stone tools because everything degrades in the forest. Yeah, and plus it's not ancient Rome. <laughs> there's, right. there's no statues buried somewhere <laughs> well, in our or dirt. entire towns that yeah. you're walking on, right? And, and, and it takes a trained eye like Corey's, you know, to go in there and actually spot some of these sites and, uh, you know, to recognize their significance. Uh, you know, otherwise, you know, it, it might just look like nothing other than scratches on a rock uh, to the to the untrained eye. So I thought that was kind of neat. And uh, one of the things I got into with Corey is, uh, you know, why he originally decided as a child to become an archaeologist. There's nothing more exciting than like digging up an artifact that's been in the ground more than a thousand years ago and be like some the last time someone saw this was a thousand years ago and there's been generations that have passed since then. And it's just a very neat experience and a way to bring the past back to life, which is really cool. And that's why it's cool that we can share this information with people and try to get people interested in it. Uh, well, some of the some of the way to get people interested is tell them stories about the cool things that you find. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> if you just say, "Oh, I dig up uh, an arrowhead," uh, well, that's a nice thing. But if you can tell more of a story behind something, then it's cool. Exactly, and 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 that's the other side of archaeology is the um, not paleontology, uh, um, the how the items that they find were actually used in mm-hmm. context at yeah. the time, right? And you know, he he speaks, and you can kind of hear it in his voice. There's a bit of a chill that he gets when he he thinks that the last person to hold this arrowhead, you know, what it might have been ten thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's a little little bit incredible. Um, one of the cool sites uh, for International Archaeology Day, they recommend that you kind of find a dig site or something cool in your in your area. Okay. And uh, he pointed out one cool site. Uh, it's about uh, an hour and a half east of Edmonton, near the town of Viking. One really cool site you could go visit. That's about an hour and a half east of Edmonton. It's called the Bison Ribstones, and these are two boulders that have been carved out to look like bison uh, rib cages. Uh, it's a ceremonial site, so please be respectful, but it's pretty cool. Um, if you're looking for something to go do on International Archaeology Day, if it's not too cold out and there's no snow. Nope, there's not going to be snow. Oh, you can you can Google it and see these stones that you would probably walk by. Tell us about these what these well, stones. Well, exactly. Are. When he when he first described them to me, I, I pictured in my head, you know, uh, you know, like you'd see on the Flintstones, the rib the rib yeah. bones all mm-hmm. carved out in and stone, the, and the car know. tipped over on its side, exactly next to it. dropping on the side of Fred's car. Uh, that's not the case, actually. Uh, when you look at them, they're 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 stones that are still embedded in the earth. They're, they're kind of in situ, and uh, it's the scratches upon the stones that were culturally significant. Okay. You know, to to the eye of an archaeologist, and uh, so they're preserved now. You can you can go. There's a fence around them. It looks respectfully like respectfully pay uh, pay a visit and kind of check it out. I've uh, never even heard of these. No, me neither. Stones That's why we're in we're in talk radio to, to tell people and learn and to learn. And to learn. Yes. Uh, and uh, well, obviously we learned, and maybe if we just stopped and thought about it a little bit more, we would have recognized. But we did have a misconception a little bit earlier when we talked about right. dinosaur bones. Well, it's not archaeology; it's paleontology. But maybe he. Stumbles upon some dinosaur bones too. While you're at it, yeah. Oh yeah, but then he would send them off to the you know, alien. To, to the real experts. The from <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you did chat with him about misconceptions, right? Well. Yeah, I got a clip here about the two biggest misconceptions people have about archaeology. 
Um, well, the number one thing is people think that archaeologists are paleontologists. Um, we don't dig up dinosaurs. It's a completely different field. Um, yeah, we circle our human culture in the past. So we're anthropologists of the past, basically. And another misconception is that we keep what we find. Uh, that's never the case. Uh, in Alberta, as a professional archaeologist, everything that we find goes to the Royal Alberta Museum. In British Columbia, it all goes to a designated repository. There's several repositories all, all throughout BC. So no finders keepers. No, he's really big here. on making sure the artifacts found in Alberta actually stay in Alberta for you know for us to enjoy and for others to come here and see. Well, and that's what you also talk to him about. Is what do you do if you do come across something? Right. right. If you spot something and do you think it might be culturally or you know uh, historically significant, uh, he, he gave me a few tips on what you should do. You should just leave it where it is. Take a picture of it. Try to have a location. If you have a GPS, please record it. And you can get in contact with the Archaeological Survey of Alberta, so the government body that manages historic resources in Alberta. And they can register the site. They can uh, make sure that's protected. Um, if there's a huge site there, maybe it'll be investigated in the future um, by registering that site with Alberta. Do we know where we would even go to even try to find something as we're walking around? I guess I'm not bringing a shovel with me because that's hard work. But how about, how about riverbanks? Because well, that's actively changing. I know the all river's the big. Uh, people find arrowheads and stuff in there all the time because the banks constantly eroding and, and dinosaur parts, bones and even dinosaur bones and especially around about, the glaciers but, uh, as they recede, people find artifacts there all the time. I, I, I follow a few groups on Facebook and uh, the things that you find at the edge of a of an eroding glacier can just blow your mind. Yeah. Well, and the North Saskatchewan River right Well, now, the North Saskatchewan really River low. itself. Yeah. It's really low, so it makes you kind of wonder what else might be showing up down there. Yeah, so if it's arrow-shaped, you know, pick it up, flip it over, have an, you know, take another look at it. But I encourage everybody to go to Ember Archaeology's uh, website and check out Corey Cookson's blogs. Uh, he's got a few on there. This is just the latest one that caught my attention. And uh, he's just really passionate about what he does, and I think that's cool in itself. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, I dig it. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Start and finish. We bookended that one. <laughs> Chris Gardner, uh, producer for this morning, uh, popping in with this conversation uh, with Corey Cookson. Very cool. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Well, coming up after the break, some stuff you can do in Edmonton this weekend. I know I keep you amused, but I feel I'm being used. Oh, Maggie, I couldn't have tried anymore. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. the scenes if I lift up the curtain a little bit we you know we have a, a quick discussion what do you want to chat about what do you, you know what do you want to do this next going? segment and you were talking and I really and I, said Shh, stop talking she sh- she said stop <laughs> talking cuz Rod Stewart Rod's, was on Rod speaking my language of music anyway how did he not make the top list of pop songs I don't know he was robbed he's a knight you know 
He he saved this world from bad music. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can you turn my little button on? I, I need what I need button? you the one on the far left. This one. Yeah, that one because you need to recognize something here. Oh, hang on! Oh. I remember to turn that thing on. There we go. That's better. Real quiet waiting. down, because uh, Daryl's going to talk. There you go. That's Mark Cordy of your Edmonton and Alex talking about growing up when I was on the on the TV. That's what the whole family would say. They'd say, "Okay," and quiet down, because uh, Daryl's going to talk. So those apparently, were those the days, were the my days. friend. <laughs> were the days past tense? Yeah, we're. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know you. You have your you love. Can't swing your weight around here anymore, Daryl McIntyre. <laughs> I, I got you. I, I I've got your number. I know. Uh, I just, okay, fine. I'll right. just accept my fate. We we love you. It's a glorious fate. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? I am going probably to do some finishing up, getting yeah, ready for winter. Work, uh, yeah. Just yeah, I, that seems to be all. And then catch up with some friends. Probably yeah, nothing nothing major. Maybe I'll go out and no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be at home. What about you? Uh, going out with some friends uh, this uh, this weekend, but a uh, lot of opportunities to sort of get into the Halloween spirit. I know There's that uh, Sarah, I bet Sarah's doing something this weekend. Uh, next weekend. Next weekend. Next is, weekend is, is, is the packed weekend. She's well, she's going to fill her days with everything spooky. I sent my husband and my daughter to dark at Fort Edmonton Park uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, she called me, and I'm lying in bed, and and she was so excited to tell me about how the clowns were trying to get at her. And her coping mechanisms to deal with the fear in terms of just saying, oh, I really like your nails. And apparently a ghoul said, oh, thanks. <laughs> so that's, that, connecting. that's how she got through the uh, the experience that's without being too uh, frightened. So she had a really great time. Um, a lot of haunted houses in the Edmonton area. You know, mm-hmm. we like our we like our spooky experiences, I think. And if you want a list, if you don't know where to go for a list, you go on Facebook we all have Facebook mm-hmm. and and type in edmonton.family so you have to have that dot in the period in between edmonton and family and they have a whole list of really great houses where people go next level spooky scary mm-hmm. and uh, you can go and of course a lot of people they take um, donations to the food bank or, or to certain charities so maybe you know pack it with some non-perishables and and some coins and some cash and uh, and and go sort of maybe on a on a freight tour you could do your own terror tour, your own self touring t- t- terror tour, wander around, or you can always go to Old Strathcona and there, there's the ghost tours. I know it's really popular at this time of year, so I would wonder how booked they might be. Uh, but those are those are some cool stories that you can, you can learn about the ghosts and ghouls and the the horrible things that may have happened in history yeah. in Old Strathcona. Remember, remember the old Hub Cigar? It was mm-hmm. I think it's right next to the I can never ke- I can, I can, theater. I can it's right in that zone, but I can always picture it, but I can't. Remember exactly. Yeah, there was a guy who was killed and he was thrown into the well and he was found several yes. years later and apparently it haunts that area. Yeah, of course, the Northwest Fear Fest, if mm-hmm. you're into scary movies, that's uh, happening at the Garneau Theater, uh, which is the Metro Cinema, mm-hmm. if you will. And um, Edmonton Opera presents Carmen until the 24th of this month. There so you, you have some options. Or, you know, if you want to be. Just keep it simple. You can always go into the theater and then watch the newest movie. There is one that's getting a lot of critical acclaim already. Couch Potatoes has your details. I'm Brett McGarry from the Couch Potatoes. You know, you got you got nice color skin. What color would you say that is? My color. 
New in theaters this week, the latest film from director Martin Scorsese and star Leonardo DiCaprio, based on a true and awful story, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, Sage, they have the worst land possible. But they outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Money flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. (laughs) Adapted from a best-selling book, the movie is set in 1920s Oklahoma and portrays the brutal murders in the oil-wealthy indigenous community of Osage Nation and those trying to seize control of the aforementioned black gold. Scorsese looks to once again be on his usual legendary form DiCaprio is once again being lauded for the performance of his career. Robert De Niro co-stars, but it is three and a half hours long. Scorsese says it's no big deal. You can sit in front of your TV for five hours. Why not a movie screen? But it does look like an excellent film, an important film, and it is getting fantastic reviews. We have so many deaths, we've lost count. It's just... Bad luck. Seems more like an epidemic than bad luck to me. Osage is dying by the enemy. Do not let them die alone. Evil surrounds my heart. I'm Brett McGarry from the Couch Potatoes. That Scorsese film is three and a half hours long. Hard pass. That's a lot. Wow. <laughs> Unless I can watch it in chunks, which you probably can't do.